Open the eyes of our hearts, dear Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in Nehemiah chapter 12 where we see the dedication of the wall. We already saw how Nehemiah was not just happy with constructing the wall, but then he led the people through Ezra into a spiritual revival. And not just content with that, Nehemiah gave the people a set of ordinances, rules to live by, making the temple of the Lord their central focus as we saw in the previous chapter. Here in this chapter, Nehemiah is trying to teach the people of Jerusalem an important truth through the dedication of the wall. Verses 1 to 21, he talks about the priests. He lists out all the priestly families. At first glance, it would look like as if why is he writing it here? What is the significance? It just doesn't seem to make any sense. But then, Nehemiah is trying to teach the people of Israel something very important. This whole chapter you will see Nehemiah trying to imitate and emulate the ways of King David. If you remember we already saw in 1 Chronicles chapter 24 how David set up the 24 courses of the priests. If you don't remember you can look it up on the website bible1chapteraday.com. See the significance of the number 24 and how the 24 priests were set up by David and what they signified. So here Nehemiah is trying to set up that 24 course once again. However, he is able to only find 22 priestly families from the original set. Somewhere along the line, the other two families have been wiped out. Verses 22 to 26, Nehemiah writes about the Levites, sons of Levi, who were in charge of giving thanks and praise to the God and working on the outside of the temple and to teach and preach to the people as well the law of the Lord. From verse 27 onwards, Nehemiah writes about the dedication ceremony. The priests and the Levites were brought in from all the places and towns to celebrate the dedication with gladness, with thanksgiving and singing. There are many instruments listed out in the Bible and this verse 27 talks about cymbals, harps, lyres. Verse 35 talks about the trumpets. Verse 36 talks about the musical instruments of David. He had already seen how David had made some instruments on his own for the worship of the Lord. So these Levites had brought out all those instruments. So as soon as they gathered in, what did they do immediately? In verse 30, Nehemiah notes the priests and the Levites purified themselves. Priests and the Levites were people set apart by the Lord. for dedicated tasks for the temple of the Lord and they were to be sanctified and holy in order to perform the duties of the temple of the Lord they entered into God's presence without the purification they would be struck down by the Lord the Lord God was teaching through these purification rituals that he is a holy god when the priests and the levites purified the people the gates and the wall Nehemiah organized two large choirs to give thanks to the Lord. One procession was led by Nehemiah and the other procession of the choir was led by Ezra. Each group took opposite directions on the wall and proceeded giving thanks and singing praises to the Lord God of Israel. They culminated at the house of God. It was a joyful procession and it was a very loud procession as well. Verse 42 tells us that they played and sang loudly under the direction of Jezariah the choir director. You notice 
David is mentioned six times in this chapter. In verse 24, they gave praise and thanksgiving as commanded by David, the man of God. In verse 36, they used musical instruments prescribed and made by David, the man of God. In verse 37, they crossed the wall towards the city of David, and again they passed the house of David. and they performed the service of the god and service of purification as commanded by david and sang hymns of praise and thanksgiving as in the days of david so nehemiah was trying to teach them that they need to go back to the ways of old nehemiah was teaching them that they are strayed far away from those original days when david had set it up in first chronicles as we saw in each of those chapters how he set up the courses of priests levites the gatekeepers the singers etc can you imagine those two processions loudly and joyfully singing on the wall what would they have sung probably they should have sung one of the psalms of david and what better psalm than to sing about the greatness of god at a great event yes psalm 30 the psalm 30 has a unique title it is titled a psalm a song at the dedication of the house of david though this psalm was written about the dedication of david's palace it says nothing about the house of david but rather it focuses on god and the greatness of his deliverance nehemiah was using that here to teach the people of israel the importance the dedication to be the focus on god and the greatness of his deliverance of his people who were once at the start of nehemiah 1 verse 3 a people who were in great distress and reproach the wall broken down and the gates burnt by fire to a people who have been blessed in front of their enemies even and given a fortified city and nehemiah wants the people to dwell on this fact in verse 43 Nehemiah's plan came to fruition. Because God made the people rejoice with great joy, the women and the children also rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard far off. What did they rejoice about? In verse 44, it is told, Judah rejoiced over the priests and the Levites who ministered, ministered by performing the worship of the God and the service of purification. Is they rejoiced over the fact that they were made holy. What does becoming holy mean? To be holy is to be set apart, to be special. The Lord God set apart and made the people of Israel special in His eyes. Deuteronomy chapter seven verse six we read: For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for Himself, a special treasure. about all the people on the face of the earth this was what the people of jerusalem and juda and israel had forgotten and nehemiah through the dedication of the wall was bringing this fact to the forefront of the people and look how they rejoiced at the fact that they were a holy people so what does this chapter signify to us today in the like manner We are told in the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 but as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written be holy for i am holy we the believers of Jesus Christ are called to be holy as he is holy 
Paul says in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 that we are to present our bodies as a living holy sacrifice acceptable to God just as the people of Judah sacrificed during the dedication of the wall what is the significance of the holy people the priests and the levites again we are told in the new testament in 1 peter chapter 2 verses 9 and 10 but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people no longer is the priesthood of Aaron necessary no longer was meticulous records needed to be maintained to show that you descended from Aaron jesus christ came down to the earth and he is now the eternal high priest not under the order of Aaron but under the order of Melchizedek as we read in Hebrews and Peter says we the people who are believers of Jesus Christ are a royal priesthood we are all priests now and what kind of a priest are we are we holy are we set apart from the people of the world that's the question that we need to ponder holiness is not to love Jesus and do whatever we want holiness is to love God and do what he wants we tend to overemphasize on the love of god and say jesus loves you so therefore come to him but there is a danger of forgetting that the bible reveals not first the love of god but the intense blazing holiness of god with this love at the center of that holiness and yet we cannot be holy on our own that's the reason Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit so that he can guide us each and every day of our lives to be holy and acceptable in the eyes of the Lord. If you belong to Jesus Christ, you are called to live a life of purity and holiness. God wants your mind to be shaped by him so that your thoughts and goals and actions reflect Christ. God's love cannot exist apart from his holiness. and on the cross we find that god's love and god's holiness intersects in the person of jesus christ many people get fearful or scared when they hear the word be holy we need to understand that only when we are truly submitted to god's will to be holy is when we can be truly free indeed and why are we called to be holy holiness is the architectural plan upon which God builds up his living temple. As we read in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 21 and 22, in him the whole building is fitted together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, and in him you two are being built together into a dwelling place for God in his spirit. So if there is not at least a yearning desire in our hearts to live a holy life pleasing to the Lord, we need to question whether our faith in Christ is genuine. Therefore as we read in 2 Corinthians 7:1 Therefore since we have these promises dear friends let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit perfecting holiness out of reverence for God Chapter ends by saying the people consecrated holy things so they finally understood what Nehemiah wanted out of them to be a holy people set apart for God May God bless these words. Amen.